and welcome to another installment of Bar Talk Podcast, bringing you everything you need to know about law via discussions, interviews, and news updates. Welcome, everybody, to a special Leap Year version of the OBA Bar Talk Podcast. I'm Dave Summers, Executive Director of the Omaha Bar Association. I am here at Bradley Law Firm in Benson. Hello, Joe. Thanks for hosting us. Dave, always a pleasure. And from the western half of Omaha, we have on the line, yes, that is a phone line that we have on Patrick McNamara of Gooseman Law Firm. Hello, Patrick. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having us. You know, we like to do these in person, but since we have this brand new microphone, great sound quality, we thought we'd lessen that sound quality by having somebody call in on a phone today. So thank you, Patrick, for bringing us back to our modest um, sound quality of the past. Well, I think, if anything, it's showing the magic of the technology and that we'll be able to do it. So you're you're welcome. There there we go. This this podcast is recorded on January 28th, 2020, the last day of February. Wait, no, not. Not the last day of February. There is one more day. Yes, one more day, right, Patrick? That's That's right. Yeah, we have one more day tomorrow. Because we are in a uh, calendar year divisible by four which means that it is leap year. So January 29th, top number out, an extra day on the calendar. Happy leap year, everybody. Well, we thought we'd sit down and talk about some leap topics. Uh, We obviously need to talk about leap year, but also we need to talk about leap movies and TV shows, uh, such as Quantum Leap, such as Leap Year, the 2010 best-selling movie. We also need to discuss... Patrick's being in the very loud room that we can hear in the background. <laughs> no. Really, <Yeah>. Jen? <laughs> <laughs> There's a going away party for an attorney at uh, at my firm. I'm at uh, Addie's on 204th and Maple right now. Ooh. I have the whole private room to myself. I've People fr- are pointing at me. That's right, guys. Addie's. Sponsor the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Always looking for that pod mm-hmm. sponsor. And then um, we'd also like to talk a little bit about employment leaps. Um and and Patrick's he's just had an appointment leap as well, and so we can talk about that a little bit. But I sure. think everybody I'm interested here. in talking about the leap the leap day the leap day stuff and the leap year stuff. Well let's talk about that then. Patrick, what have you found <laughs> is legally important about leap years and leap days? Okay, well, I'll start out with some some legal stuff, and then I've got some fun facts also that I'll share. Fun facts. We need um, to get like a... You know, why, don't we, why, don't we, why don't we start with fun, fun facts. facts? Yeah. You know, that's more interesting than the law stuff, right? Arguably, yes. Yes. All right, well, the first thing I'll say is that people born on Leap Day go by a number of uh, different nicknames, and they vary from Leaplings to Leapers, Leapsters... And occasionally you'll see leap day babies as well. Not not when they're adults, though, usually. Usually that's just after they're bo- newborns. I think people say that. I think adults would say, I'm a leap day baby. Okay. All right. I could see that. I mean, they're obviously not baby. I get what you're saying, that they're not babies anymore. They're adults. But I think they still potentially refer to themselves as a leap day baby. My name is Senator person. Bradley, and I'm a leap baby. <laughs> <laughs> so the leapings, they were born on a leap year. And, I mean, I'm just going to throw this out there. Does that mean that they are a quarter of the age of everybody else that was born on a not-leap day? 
No, most courts have, uh, if we're getting into the legal stuff, uh, have kind of defined age as the amount of times you, you've been around the sun while on this planet, um, the amount of years you've lived through. Uh, typically, there's there's a, there's actually different jurisdictions. Um, for legal purposes, you'll generally be treated, if you were born on leap day, if you're a leap day baby, you'll generally be treated, depending on the jurisdiction, you'll be treated as either being born on February 28th or March 1st. Uh, most countries in the world say it's February 28th, but uh, uh, New Zealand and a couple other jurisdictions, which I can't find right now, treat it as March 1st. Taiwan also. Those tricky Kiwi. What? Yeah. I, I have to admit, I'm not the best legal researcher, but I did not find any Nebraska code law um, reference to February 29th anywhere where they where they discuss this. Did I miss something, or did anybody find anything? I didn't anything see anything in Nebraska statutes. Um, I think the United States Code, something with Social Security law, defines how it's treated and says February 28th. But then there's just a lot of case law about how it's going to be treated. Uh, the issues come up in sentencing moderately often when there's a leap day during a person's sentence. Mm. I would like to turn to the most important part of the leap topic, which would be the TV show Quantum Leap. Oh, absolutely. Dave, you're, from your lips to God's ears, let me tell you. Uh, so There's a uh, Girl Scout cookie sale going on outside right now. Sounds like a plan, Patrick. Great. <laughs> loving, loving how this is going right now. Really well, anyway, flowing I'm well. Back to talk about, I'm back to talk about Leap Day. Could you go sit in your car, maybe? Yeah. I'm, we're, sitting, I'm sitting in my car. We're, okay. we're, we're, we're on to quant, Quantum Leap for now. We're, we're, we're making a leap forward to talk about Quantum Leap. Are Joe? We done with, we're done with Leap Day? What, we, if you got more, let's let's finish well, up Leap Day. Then, then bust it out. Bust it out. All right, all right, all right. Mm. Uh, you guys want to know some famous Leap Day babies? Absolutely. Ja Rule? <laughs> yeah. Superman? Yeah, ja Rule. Kind of. Did I, did I like the there. same information as you? <laughs> uh, Antonio Sabato Jr. He's a singer, right? Uh, I believe so. Now, I could tell you all about Antonio Sabato Sr., but Jr., I have no <laughs> yeah. idea. So, all right. I saw something about the number of Leap Babies, Leap Day Babies, or Leaplings. Uh, or leapers or leapsters. Uh, in the U.S., it's around 187,000. Um, you statistically have a uh, one in 1,461 uh, chance of becoming a leap day baby. But I imagine that there's a lot of moms holding on in the delivery room or pushing extra hard to make sure that they they don't uh, subject their their uh, son or daughter to being a leap day baby this is a uh, this is a new hot take uh first first on the pod patrick mcnamara believes that women that are pregnant with children try to keep their children from being leap day babies yeah, yeah well, patrick actually, could I you have ev- i have anecdotal evidence patrick um, could you going... walk us through just how that would go down <laughs> <laughs> the, the, well i think more it's, it's what's listed on the birth certificate than, than the actual physiological oh it's not uh, like uh you, you weren't going to start talking about crossing legs and what have you <laughs> i uh yeah I, I don't know anything about that but i imagine <laughs> that it's more the legal end of it of uh adjusting the birth certificate and actually i have anecdotal evidence i'm going to a birthday party for uh, a baby that would have been a leap day baby but for her attorney mother insisting that there's no way the doctor could put leap day on the birth certificate and I love that anecdotal evidence because it is also a potential evidence of 
a logical leap, a logical fallacy, because that situation, then this situation, right? If I if I go back to my logic 101 from uh, from freshman year of college, I'm curious. I believe you are making a logical leap in the anecdotal evidence circle, but I I could be mistaken. I did. I did uh, only take that one semester of logic, uh, but I believe anecdotal evidence may not necessarily mean that many people are keeping their kids from being leap day babies. Just, ju just this taking not, the devil's advocate position here, Patrick. This, pod this podcast is coming out really good. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very excited about it right now. It's, it's all right. Do you guys want to know some other stuff? I am dying to know it. <laughs> Something interesting, uh, please. There's at least one person who uh, was born and died on Leap Day. Someone who lived through a later Leap Day. Uh, Sir James Milne Wilson, uh, who was the premier of Tasmania from 1869 to 1872. And, and he was uh, he was one of the Beach was, Boys too, right? I got I got one I got a few more that I can I can skip through, but I got a good one. This lady uh, in 2016, uh, who was 100 years old, celebrated uh, the, the town brewer. Uh, her, a 25th birthday party, and there was a huge band, and uh, she got a certificate from President Obama, and uh, she's still alive, as far as I can tell. There we go. Patrick, let's turn the page, because we have you for a short, short amount of time and don't know when the party's going to start back up. <laughs> Let, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about your leap in employment and we'll come back to the quantum leap we are not losing that joe that that is going to happen oh it's it is in the wings but let's let's talk about an employment leap now patrick you were in solo small firm practice that you know magnamar law firm now you're at gooseman we got joe here that uh went from barrett home to bradley law so he went from big firm to solo uh but patrick you're on the line you have a good connection right now there's nothing in the background how would you describe the leap um, that you made first, you know, starting your practice, but then, then a Gooseman and, and to a firm. I'm really happy about it so far. It's been a few months. Um, uh, it's nice working around other uh, attorneys and uh, other people who are kind of in the same boat as you. Uh, I also like having the resources of a larger firm. A lot of my uh, involvement with my firm is relating to business development and uh, just having a lot more experienced attorneys around that I can rely on and have as part of our team allows me to go after uh, uh, larger clients with more complicated issues. Uh, and it's just been a really, really nice fit. So the, the firm with more people there, that, that is, that has fit your style a little bit better, maybe. Yeah, for sure. And there, there's not, um, they give me a lot of leeway and a lot of rope to do what I want to do, which I really appreciate. I was a little concerned. Yeah. about that but they've been really cool um you know they, they they seem to treat us like professionals as long as we get our time in and uh our clients are happy uh mm. and we're getting stuff done then no one seems to care what you're doing yeah well and and you know joe from the opposite side you uh you you said bonsai and left and and went into it for yourself how was that well no i mean it definitely was a change of pace uh baird home was a great office to work at and i mean uh, over 80 attorneys, so definitely the biggest place I'd ever worked by many, many, many leaps and bounds. But, you know, I think... Pun I, intended. Pun intended. But I think uh, I think my, my practice here, I, I've pared it down to the bare essentials. And while that some days means more work for me because, you know, Bradley Law, spoiler alert, ladies and gems, is uh, solely Joe Bradley... <laughs> 
but once you uh, once you kind of wrap your head around that and figure out how to do that, it's great because I mean you choose what you bring in, you choose what you get to work on. There's no boss telling you what's up, uh, and if you know, and if a client's upset with you, then then they you you just deal with that and say you here here's the door, don't let it hit you where the good Lord split you. You're fired. <laughs> Yeah, and and no, it's it's been it's been very very rewarding. I mean, because now I mean, when you run a solo practice, I never miss a kid's concert. I never miss a soccer game. Yeah, you know, yep. I'm, you're able to kind of be be everything to everybody, and that's that's nice. Yeah, well, and I I guess I'm an advocate for um, small firm solo practice as a solo practice attorney myself. Um, for those of you on the pod, I I did have my own solo practice before. Um, taking the job at the at the bar association, so I, I was in practice and then uh, winnowed that down as I became executive director. So I I have that share that background that we've all been in, which is solo practice, and and I I, I suggest people consider taking the jump, taking the leap. Um, it, it's not for everybody, but it is it can be rewarding, and so you know that's great. At the same time, you know Patrick's found a great thing at Gooseman um, and Jordan who. Uh, May, may uh, be on her way or not. Uh, she 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 went from a you know a private practice, a, a mid-sized private practice, to the public defender's office. And you know we have these these seasons to our um, employment. I guess maybe Allie's always sure. been at the public defender's office, so she's had that one. Place well, no, she was one place, but. just before she was at public defender. My she was a judicial clerk, so mm. you know that was kind of a leap for her to go from this kind of quiet, just writing briefs, doing all that to, uh-oh, I have how many clients? <laughs> so that was, I mean, even for her, that was quite a step. Now, uh, what are you guys doing um, for the extra day tomorrow? Because, I mean, it's it's bonus day, baby. It, it's whatever you want. What, Patrick, Is that really a thing? Patrick, it's 60 degrees out tomorrow. What are you doing? Uh... You know, I don't know. I don't want to spend it in the office, but it's looking like part of that part of tomorrow might uh, end up looking like that. But you love the firm. <laughs> love it. <laughs> Joe, anything planned? Well, well I had to take uh, off early to be on this podcast. Oh, well, oh, yeah, I'll tell oh you, there it is. The podcast blame. I'll tell you where I won't be. I won't be at the firm tomorrow. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, nothing nothing too crazy. It's, I mean, I... I, I am a nerd, so there has been talk of playing some nerdy board games tomorrow night. But again, I'll be honest, that was probably going to happen whether it was a late <laughs> day or not. <laughs> well, I did see um, that there was an Omaha Runners Club um, leap year run tomorrow, a 2.29 mile uh, run. But uh, I I can't see myself. Uh, Is that open for everyone? I, if you registered in advance, I suppose. Oh. You know... I was looking back at, at why leap years are historically relevant and came up with what I remember to be this great film from 2010 and how there's this tradition of leap year was, in the Irish tradition, the day that the women could propose to the men, propose marriage. And that's the whole storyline of Amy Adams' uh, 2010. 10 thriller her, Le- leap year her, her thriller <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> leap year was a thriller oh i'm i'm sorry uh flop yeah sorry <laughs> sorry i that um so you know i was going back to it and i was like oh yeah because this this is my story too because 
four years ago, I was just waiting around for Hannah to propose to me. She didn't, and then I had a I had a, I had to propose two weeks later oh, in man. Chicago. I had I had to wait for her to make the first move, and when she didn't, then I had to pull the trigger. So, gosh, four years ago, I was waiting for the leap year to be in my favor. So you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Hannah dropped the ball. It happened. <laughs> I was waiting for my diamond ring, right? <laughs> So people get, from my firm keep filing out of the bar and buying uh, Boss Girl Scout cookies, in case you guys are wondering what's going on here. I imagine I'm going to walk back into a lot of Girl Scout cookies. We were on bated breath, Patrick. You're telling okay. me that there are Girl Scouts outside a bar selling Girl Scout cookies? I like to call them entrepreneurs. That's, that's pretty genius. Actually, I've, I've seen there have been some shops in Colorado... Uh, some of the Mira Joanna shops, where Girl Scouts set up tables outside. Those Girl Scouts are now multi-millionaires. <laughs> um, so, back to the leaping. I, I would really, really enjoy if we could get to the Quantum Leap. Because, oh, well, because yeah. there's so much there. There's so much meat on the bone. Well, so. Dave, this, this is what I put together. And again, there's a lot we could talk about in Quantum. We could talk about... Uh, season four, episode seven, the wrong stuff, where Dr. <laughs> Sam Beckett leaps into a chimpanzee training in the Cape Canaveral program. We're not going to talk about that. We could talk I, about. I don't remember that one. Oh, it was a good one. Uh, we could talk about Glitter Rock or Memphis Melody, the episodes where he leapt into David Bowie and Elvis Presley, respectively. Uh, we're not going to do that. We could talk about It's a Wonderful Leap, the Christmas episode where. Sam was a taxi driver who, and this is true, encouraged a young Donald Trump to get into real estate during the episode. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Beckett. We're not going to talk about that. No, not going to talk about it. Um, we could talk about one of my personal favorite episodes, The Boogeyman, where Dr. Beckett meets a young Stephen King and inadvertently gives him all of his ideas for his scary books. Not going to talk about that. Uh, we're not going to talk about the the gender-twisting episode called Dr. Ruth, where he leapt into, you guessed it, Dr. Ruth Westheimer, a diminutive German woman. <laughs> Didn't make sense because Dr. Beckett was six foot plus, and Dr. Ruth, is my measurement, is two foot seven. But uh, what we're going to talk about is there was a handful of episodes of Quantum Leap that involve the justice system. I yes. thought that would be the most appropriate given what we do. Sure. Um, there is, and I'm going to go from from serious to, to, le, to less serious. So there was an episode called So Help Me God. And that episode uh, took place in the 1950s and was essentially Quantum Leap's version of To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Beckett was representing a, a young African-American gal accused of murder. Spoiler, a white guy did the killing. <laughs> and she was acquitted. Uh, we could do a very fun episode, season five, episode 10, The Last Door, where, uh, <laughs> where Sam was a lawyer defending a witch in the 1960s. Yes. In the 60s. A witch in the 60s who he may or may not have had a relationship with. But the, 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 the best episode, and this was... Guys, all my all my fellow leapers out there, shout out to oh, you! But if you're a quantum <clears throat> quantum leap fan, you are you are a leaper too. I am a. All these names qualify. All these so names qualify. I, I don't think we call ourselves leap babies, but <laughs> but leapers. Uh, uh, one of the top three quantum leap episodes of all time, season four, episode twenty two, season finale of season four, 
A Leap for Lisa, where Dr. Beckett leaps back to the 1950s into a, a, a military cadet known only first as Bingo. He finds out he's leapt into a young Al Calavici, his holographic helper from the future, who is accused of murder, and we only... We, we find out that Dr. Beckett inadvertently kind of messes up his alibi. So as the odds go up, and Al's looking at his little, at Ziggy, his Ziggy. little computer, right. to, the odds go up, and he's like, well, you know, it's, it's 75% I'm going to be convicted and put to death. 80%, 90%. And as it goes up to 100, all of a sudden, instantaneously, Al transforms into Roddy McDowell, who is now his helper from the future because Al has been put to death in the 1950s. Right. Right. And he and with the help of the guest star Roddy McDowell, they have to find a way to clear Al's name. And at a certain point, the statistics go down enough that Al returns and is able to help. And it involves them putting a young Al Calavici in the in the time machine in the future into his younger self. Follow me here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and they're able to it. and they're able to change the past. Al is saved. No one dies. All is well. And this is something, and for those of you who haven't watched Quantum Leap, uh, please do and come back to this podcast afterwards. <laughs> but um, one thing I did want to talk about is the idea in this show that he is, quote unquote, fixing things in the past. That he is changing the past from what it was. Sure. Because... Is there about like a butterfly effect? Bingo. Issue, bingo, pun intended. Because... If you've watched the 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 movie Butterfly Effect, which with, with, pl- which please don't, <laughs> yeah, with with the amazing acting skills of Ashton Kutcher, I thought it was a good movie. You, with, with Academy Award attendee, <laughs> <laughs> you you will you will come away from that movie believing that anything in the past that uh, you change will have a dramatic effect in the future. And there's been a lot of other shows that have, have got to that point, right? Sure. We have Family Guy. We have Simpsons. I mean, every every sure <laughs> every every show seems to have done it um, that can do it. Back and to the Future. Back to the Future, absolutely. And so here, we don't really have a we we don't have much to know what the baseline was because he's always jumping around. Right. And when he goes in the future, okay, maybe things you know have changed from the baseline when he when he started this leaping, but. I, I don't know. We There's don't really no get into that. You know, if, if if he invented this machine... Well, and, and, and in, this, in this very episode, after Roddy McDowell shows up, Sam quickly begins to forget all about Al and is struggling to remember what he's supposed to even do mm-hmm. because he's already forgotten his friend because he never met him. Mm-hmm. And so history is quickly kind of wiping away the previous past. Right, right. Wow. And, I mean, this is where I got my understanding of how to fix electronic devices is Al's working with Ziggy. He's punching. Always hit the machine. <coughs> hit the phone. Hit 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 the calculator, and then it'll work the way you want it to. Patrick, I'll just hit you on the phone there. So. Sure. Um, I think yeah. I think this might be my cue, guys. That you're gonna you're gonna leap into the future. Yeah, I'm gonna leap into Addie's. Uh, sports bar and grill at 204th and Pacific. <laughs> Open late. Great food. Great, great booze. Also, great prices. Also Girl Scout cookies. I don't know if they'll still be here. All right. We'll, we'll let you leap. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, cheers, guys. Cheers, Happy Patrick. Happy leap day. All right.
<laughs> but I will say, is to, to put a button on yes. the end of our Quantum Leap talk, there is, there is some evidence in the show that there are certain things that can't be changed. Uh, during one episode, he leaps into a, a teenage version of himself, and knowing that his father does have a heart attack, mm. he tries to stop his father from eating bad and smoking, and it's just not the case. But then the very next leap, he goes to Vietnam and is able to keep his brother from being killed there. So it's mm. certain, apparently, bullets are one thing, but dietary restrictions are another. So mm. as we're talking about this show, and you mm. have a fairly robust list sure. of, of favorite shows, favorite, Ooh, yeah. where does this rank? in your hierarchy of of fave shows out there. I mean, I probably can't be trusted to rate Quantum Leap because it came up it came in the late eighties, early nineties mm-hmm. when a you know, a young Joey Bradley sitting in his basement in Grand Island, Nebraska. You know, th- this hit all the sweet spots. I mean it was time travel, it was, you know, a different story every week. It was science. It, you know, just it 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 hit all the buttons, sure. as they say. So no, this this was this was definitely my favorite show growing up. Because but and also the easiest show. Like if you missed an episode, it literally could not matter, right? Because every week it is a whole new cast of characters, right? <clears throat> I saw it on reruns for the most part uh, of this during the mid afternoon mm-hmm. period of time, and you know when I was looking at the information on it, it said the number of episodes ninety seven, and instinctually in my mind I'm going, oh, it didn't. It, it didn't go to syndication because it wasn't 100. But then I'm like, wait, I, I saw it on syndication. And so fun fact or fun legal information that you should know, the syndica- syndication is not this magic. If you have 100 episodes, you can become syndicated. Hmm. It, it can be any amount of episodes, but generally speaking, people think of 100. But it's it can be 85 to 100 episodes. It can be even as low as 65 episodes of a show can be syndicated. But that just means syndication is off-network of the network that produced it, which NBC produced it, and I watched on, like, the WB or something like that, right? But that's where they make all their money, syndication. Now, my personal, my, my last Quantum Leap thing here, my personal fan favorite theory is that the show NCIS New Orleans, which Scott Bakula is currently <laughs> on, is a super secret one long leap. <laughs> Right, where Doctor Beckett's trying to help people out in New Orleans. How long was it? A, was it a week in the in the body usually, or did well, it? No, it was. Vary? So it when the show began, it was he would stay there, and he couldn't leap until he'd accomplished what he was supposed to change. Okay, but as the show went on, it became more of a ticking clock in terms of, you know, you're going to leap whether you fix this or not, so you better hurry up and fix this. Mm. So it's you know. TBD. And I, I won't get into evil leapers. There were evil leapers, Dave. There's bad leapers out there. He's not the only leaper. He's not the only leaper. But he, he he made this, but then other people came along. And he never knows because he's never going back to the place where he was. So he doesn't know what happens with the machine or anything like that. Correct. And and, and again, for, for and I can't imagine what other episode that would be for. But yes, there are <laughs> evil leapers out there. Let's say you believe that you could go back and fix something. Ooh. In in history, and it doesn't have to be most lives saved or anything like that. Sure. It can be something that that you. I mean, what would you like to leap to and, and try to fix? That's tough, Dave. Because again, I I too worry about butterfly effect stuff. I mean, sure. especially now that like, when you get like a family and kids, like you start thinking about like, if things were off by a day or two here or there, like everything changes, right? But 
I don't know, like for me it would be less about going back to change stuff, more like just going back to enjoy something, like, yeah. you know, check out Woodstock or, you know, listen to Socrates or maybe see one of William Shakespeare's plays live for the first time. So, so yeah, experiencing but not necessarily changing and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it's, look, it's, I, as much as I would love to think that I'm smarter than everybody, I feel like my tinkering would probably do more harm than good. <laughs> well, and, and what's the Stephen King book? Is it... 1963 it's 112263 which takes the same sort of idea but it's it's the leaping is to a specific date and time i think it's like in 1961 or something like that well no that's that that's the date of the um uh, kennedy assassination assassination, and a guy goes back to try to stop it but he the it's it's this time portal he's you know only i think you're able to go back like it only takes you to one specific date and time, but mm-hmm. it's like five years before the assassination. Right. So he has to live in the past, figure out what to do. Spoiler alert on the book, he changes it, and, and as, as he's trying to change it, history kind of keeps pushing back. Yeah. And it Because it, it wants to not change. And Stephen King keeps repeating the phrase, the past is obdurate. The past doesn't want to change. And he... Um, that is a very nice word. Oh, it's a good Ooh. word, and he uses it a lot in that book. And... Um, <laughs> But he eventually changes it, gets back to the present, and things did not go great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have to leap out of here to our evenings and everything like that. I did want to thank Jordan Holst for uh, her not showing up today. (laughs) Patrick McNamara for being on the phone for a few minutes. And... Uh, last but not least, uh, Joe Bradley for hosting, being here in person. Always a pleasure, Dave. And bringing the quantum leap to the equ- equation. I mean, anytime you need to do deep nerd cuts, I am your man. I really hope everybody has a wonderful leap day, That's leap right. year. Let's let's keep this year going for an extra day, absolutely. Let's not talk about the coronavirus. And, you know, in this year, everybody, let's let's try to set right what once went wrong. You know, let's let's change history for the better, hoping each time that our next day will bring us home. All right. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it.